0: the awareness revolution podcast where we bring you alternative views on big topics that affect just about everyone if you want to improve your life and change the world then stay tuned you'll hear cutting-edge health financial and personal development strategies from a revolutionary perspective warning listening may take you outside your comfort zone separate you from the pack and change the way you see the world here's your host Jeremy Kinney. Hello, everyone. Thanks again for listening in to the Awareness Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Kinney, and this is episode number nine. So, we're going to be talking about mysterious deaths from outspoken people who threaten the establishment. I created a blog post that goes over. These people, and I will definitely link to it in the show notes, which you can find at theawarenessrevolution.com forward slash nine, and that's just the number nine because this is podcast episode number nine. And the reason why you're going to want to check out that post is because I have links to get more information on these people. Odds are a lot of these people you haven't even heard of before. And um, just don't take my word for it, you know, this is just going to be enough to get you interested and hopefully you look more into the story of some of these people. And for instance, you can actually watch the videos of them telling their story and that will really help make the case for why I think it's so suspicious that these people ended up dying the way that they did and this is a pretty important topic you know it's not one that um, everyone is going to want to flock to it's not a easy subject to swallow and you know it's just easier to forget about them but even though it is easier to pretend like they don't exist the truth is that they do exist and whether or not There is some foul play involved. Well, I'll just let you decide. And um, I suspect some of them, there is some foul play. And odds are, some of them is just a coincidence. And we may never know. And the point is, just for you to think outside the box, and I think that you'll see a lot of... uh, a lot of the same things happen over and over which really make these uh questionable and this can also help you understand things going into the future when we hear about certain people who die and under these questionable circumstances maybe we'll be able to um recognize when um this same formula that they're using is used. We'll be able to recognize it faster when we go over things in the future. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with the first person on our list. The first person is a man by the name of Gary Webb. Now, Gary Webb was an investigative journalist who encountered the infamous story connecting the CIA involvement to the crack cocaine epidemic in L.A., He was working for San Jose Mercury News back in 1996 when he wrote about a a controversy in a series he called Dark Alliance. This series was later expanded upon and made into a book, but unfortunately, it's probably what got Gary Webb killed also. Now, his death was ruled as a suicide, though his Body was found after being shot twice in the head. Not once, but twice in the head. <laughs> and somehow his death was still ruled as a suicide. Um. Gary Webb is a, is a good story to know about. Uh, I've known about it for a while. And luckily, in 2014, they actually made a movie that was based on his life called Kill the Messenger. So that's a good, entertaining way to get the story of Gary Webb. And then if you want to dig a little bit deeper, you can um, look into his book. Alright, the second person on our list is Dr. Bradstreet. Dr. Bradstreet was a holistic doctor that used a controversial treatment method on over 1,100 of his patients. And he claimed to have extraordinary success using his own unique methods. What he did is he used a natural naturally occurring substance called GCMAF. And that's basically an acronym. And I'll spell out the letter so that way you can look it up if you'd like. It is G-C-M-A-F. And Dr. Bradstreet claimed that Eighty-five percent of his autistic kids that he was treating with GC Math alone were seeing a significant improvement. That's a significant improvement in eighty-five percent of the autistic kids treated. That's huge. That's a huge deal. This is a growing problem, and I just feel so bad for these kids that uh, you know don't really have any shot of living a normal life, and. This is a huge... It's not 100%, but it's almost 100%. It's very high. That's phenomenal. You know, and I don't know, you know, which one's even even better. But also, on top of that, 25% of them were completely cured. Of course, it's illegal to cure. I uh, mentioned that, and I have a video and a post about it called Illegal to Cure. You can just type that into my search box on the TheWitnessRevolution.com and I will explain to you why it is actually illegal to cure diseases here in the land of the free. That's because it's the land of the free, home of the slave. But um, regardless, 25% of Dr. Bradstreet's autistic Patients were able to have the symptoms completely reversed. Now this is a huge deal because a lot of people have no hope. The medical system doesn't give them any, um, they'd sure, they definitely don't give them a 25% chance of it completely going away. And the kid going back to normal. Um, and they certainly don't improve 85% of their autistic patients' So this is a huge breakthrough, a huge success. Dr. Bradstreet was gaining in popularity and a lot of it was over the GC math. And many people suspect that it was Dr. Bradstreet's involvement with GC math that got him killed. I see there was an informant who wishes to remain anonymous for his own safety. That says Dr. Bradstreet found evidence of Nagalase being put into vaccines. Nagalase inhibits the naturally occurring GCMAF in the body, so that way it's unable to perform its powerful effect on the immune system. The GCMAF, our body normally produces it, and Nagalase inhibits the GCMAF, so that way your body doesn't have this aspect of the immune system. So, as of now, to my knowledge, I don't have any way of verifying that Nagelase actually is in the vaccines. Again, this is, um, you know, a lot of people just state it as if it's truth. You know, it's on the internet. Everyone's saying that it's true. Um, But I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know if it's true. Um, It is as of this point. To my knowledge it is a internet rumor that very well could be true but I have yet to see any hard evidence of that being the case but nevertheless it is part of Dr. Bradstreet's story because there's an informant that says that's why he got killed basically and he was killed before he made this new discovery public, and he was, um, the story goes, Dr. Bradstreet was going to make the story public, and that's probably why he got killed, so, you know, whether it's GCMAF or covering up the uh, Nagelase being put in the vaccines, either way, there, there's the connection, okay, uh, now, Nagalase is normally produced by cancer cells and viruses, but... Dr. Bradstreet was allegedly finding Nagelase in the bodies of children. Which makes you wonder, how can children have such high levels of Nagelase in their bodies at such a young age without having cancer or a heavy viral load? So, you know, this is an area where um, we should be looking. We should be looking more into it and seeing... If kids do have an unusually high level of nagalase, In particular, the kids with cancer, the kids with autism, and maybe testing them before vaccinations. And then after vaccinations, we need to start looking here. But it's scary because it appears that the people that are looking here are dying. Um... The FDA raided Dr. Bradstreet's clinic just days before he was found dead with self-inflicted gunshot wounds to his chest. So that's... There's gunshot wounds to his chest and it was ruled that they were self-inflicted. Now, Dr. Bradstreet's family strongly feels that there's more to the story because they don't believe that he committed suicide. Because... Um, of who he was and the details of the gunshot wounds. So, I don't know, you can watch an interview of Dr. Bradstreet's family, tell them their side of the story, you know, and decide for yourself. See if you think they're genuine. See if you think uh, they're rational. But this is just one of the many questionable deaths happening to holistic doctors Um, This is like the beginning of what became a string of mysterious deaths um, of holistic doctors that started around 2015. Erin Elizabeth from Health Nut News has been accumulating the death toll on her site and has been covering the uh, dead doctors series basically um, pretty well. So if you'd like to learn more about that, again, visit theawarenessrevolution.com forward slash and then the number nine. And you will see I have a link to um, these references, like an interview with Dr. Bradstreet's family telling their side of the story and a link to the post where you can see a list of all kinds of other um, doctors that were dying and dying under mysterious, questionable um, circumstances. Alright, moving on to our third person is Tupac. And Tupac may be one of the most famous of these um, the people on our list, but... Most people just generally regard it as a gangbang murder. Um, Just simply some thugged out rapper that was gangbanging and um, got caught up in uh, gunfire. And, you know, maybe that's true, but there's a lot of mystery around Tupac's death. And it ties in with a lot of this information. So he definitely makes the list. Uh, So, you know, maybe you're interested in Tupac and this would be great. Maybe you've heard this. Maybe you haven't. But a lot of people haven't heard this. You know, a lot of people that know who Tupac is haven't heard this. And it certainly is a possibility that there's a whole other story to him being dead. So, we're going to cover that. And, um, you know, before I do, I do want to point out that there's also a compelling case for him actually not being dead and for him faking his death. And I know, you know, from the beginning, I was one of the people that were that was saying this just because I listened to his music a lot. So, I understood it very well. Um, so people thought I was biased because I liked him. So, you know, it was kind of like how... You know, they won't say that when Elvis died, people couldn't accept that he died. So they were saying that he was still alive and things like that, you know, but it definitely wasn't that, you know, there's a lot of reasons why um, people say Tupac is still alive. So I think that if he is dead, I think he's dead for the reasons that I'm getting ready to cover. But if he is alive, which um, that's a whole nother topic Maybe another video if it's something that you're interested in. Just look it up. Uh, look up YouTube. Um, there's lots of videos. If, if you want me to make my own, you know, if enough people write me, you know, it, I'll take suggestions. If there's stuff that you want me to cover, I'll get more into it. So, you know, uh, just comment. Comment somewhere and um, hopefully I'll see it. Let me know if you want me to do more on Why I think Tupac could be alive, but for now I'm gonna cover the mystery surrounding his death. So, you know, there's been no shortage of conspiracy theories around Tupac's death, and this was in 1996, and there's really not much to prove that he actually died, which is one of the reasons why maybe he didn't. But, um, It's weird because right after he died, he released an album under the alias of Machiavelli, which was like Machiavelli, um, the old Italian war strategist. And the album was pretty mysterious in itself. I mean, it's just weird from the get-go, you know. On the cover, he's on a cross like Jesus, basically being crucified, um, it appears, uh, the way he spells Machiavelli is different from M- Machiavelli, and interestingly, you're able to spell the words "I am alive" from Machiavelli the way that the Machiavelli is uh, spelled on the album. So you know, if he is dead, then he made music and or you know and stuff like that to lead people to leave, believe that he would faked his death and was still alive. And that's interesting enough and in stuff. You know, he died, but before he died, he left all those music and and artwork and stuff like that to lead people on to believing that he's still alive. It's it's interesting, but also. What's also interesting on the cover of this Machiavelli album is that the subtitle says The Don Illuminati," And right around that time is the first time I heard about the Illuminati. And I was like, there's no way. It's got to be coincidence. It says I was like, well, you know, maybe it's over my head, stuff that I don't understand yet. Well, here we are about 20 years later. And um, there's no doubt in my mind that he uh, that he was talking about the Illuminati. In fact, I heard, on, I think it was uh, his last inter- interview. That's what it's called, the last interview. Tupac talked about how people were telling him about the Illuminati when he was in jail. So um, he he was well aware of the Illuminati, and he said he's gonna he's gonna kill it. He's going to get rid of it, cross it out, put a K to it. And I think that's what he was... Uh, he started playing this when he was in jail. So, um, what people don't realize about Tupac is that he he wasn't just some gangster thugged-out rapper. Actually, he was... Um, he really just wanted to be a poet and was writing poetry originally. And he just used music, rap music, as a way of delivering his poetry and um he was a he was a reader you know so and one of his uh one of his last interviews he mentioned that he's been reading he's reading books that um leaders of the world read basically he's like i want to read books that bill clinton reads or whatever you know um one of his lyrics he said heart of a soldier with the brain to teach a whole nation you know, the brain to teach a whole nation. I mean, he, that's, that's the level that he was thinking. That's, that's what he was trying to do. And this is a, a, a little-known part of Tupac, you know. Um, so in one of his last interviews, the reporter asked him where he sees himself in five years. And Tupac said, if God willing, if I'm still alive in five years, I'm going to have my own political party. Unfortunately, he didn't live another five years, so we never saw what would have came out of that. But I think this was actually one of the main reasons why Tupac was killed. You know, he was famous, he was charismatic, he was smart. And, you know, if he would have had his own political party, he definitely would have been a force to be reckoned with. Um, there's lots of theories on why Tupac was killed. Uh... You can watch YouTube videos until your heart's content. They go into a lot of this stuff, uh, not just with Tupac, but other people in the music industry. You can just type in like Illuminati, music industry, and go to town. Uh, it's interesting. Some of it's true. Some of it's not. You know, it, but it's it. Most of it's entertaining. So, you know, it's probably better to watch those silly YouTube conspiracy videos than. Uh, Just some regular programming on TV. So I encourage you to check it out if it's something that you're interested in. Um, Again, I think Tupac was trying to start a big movement. He was trying to um, make the Illuminati lose their uh, power and get out of power within the government and stuff like that. Um, Just in case uh, you don't know who the Illuminati is, look it up. Um, It's outside the scope of this podcast, but it's basically one of the most famous or infamous secret societies that run the world behind the scenes. And, um, you know, when I first heard about this back then, you know, this was very, very little known. And, of course, thanks to the Internet, a lot more people know about the Illuminati, actually, so I won't get into much of it here. And so, followed by Tupac, we've got Michael Jackson. I right, know, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I was a Tupac fan. I was not a Michael Jackson fan growing up. Just a little bit before my time or something. But, you know, it's really controversial. Uh, he was thought of as a child molester. Really criticized for his skin color. Um, you know. But, you know... The controversy around him is really another topic. I'm not going to support it or defend him or you know, comment one way or another. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, I don't know the details of the child molestation accusations. Um, but I did hear some interesting stuff about Michael Jackson. And it kind of started to make sense once I heard about it. So, um, I'm just going to tell you, you know, and then it's what you do with it from there is up to you. So, there's videos of Michael Jackson talking about the media lying. He mentions that history is a lie. And, you know, this is, again, you know, these people were ahead of their time, you know, saying this kind of stuff. I think this is some of the big truths that's coming out. And the Internet is opening up the world, uh, opening up the door so the world can find these truths for themselves. And it's one thing when someone like me says these things, but when someone like Michael Jackson or Tupac says these things in front of the media, in front of news reporters and stuff like that, the world listens. A lot of people listen, you know. So, you know, that's why like, maybe someone like myself may not be a threat. I may not have, uh, you know... People want to kill me just yet because hardly anyone's listening to me at this point or taking me serious. Whereas a lot more people will listen to Michael Jackson. So by him simply saying the same thing that I'm saying, he's much more of a threat to the establishment. And I think that's one of the reasons, one of the main reasons why Michael Jackson was killed, is because he was in such a high-profile position. That if he were to state these things uh, that, that they didn't want people to know, then, I mean, it really, really uh, could do some damage. So um, there was another interview that he did that claimed that his album was number one in other countries, but not in America because of a conspiracy. And he actually used the word Conspiracy. So he was basically saying that there was a conspiracy, so he's a conspiracy theorist, and he was saying, you know, particular, in particular, America, there was a conspiracy in America to, to suppress him, basically. And according to the internet, <laughs> uh, there was a conversation that was recorded um, just before his death. Where he was saying something bigger than the government was trying to kill him. And in the blog post linked to on the show notes, you can listen to the audio yourself. You can judge for yourself and see if you think that the audio recording is authentic or not. I can tell you if the recording is legit. And really, is Michael Jackson saying these things? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, that would be- basically definitely be a telltale sign that it, it was a conspiracy that um, his death, and that it seems like the Illuminati took him out too. And it could just be some made up, uh, you know, faked audio. Um, if you have any evidence to support one way or the other, you know let us know, leave a comment, and uh let us know anything that you have to add to that story, but I'm just going to let you figure it out for yourself um regardless of whether the audio is legit or not. uh His sister, Latoya Jackson repeatedly said to the media to the public that Michael Jackson told her that they were going to kill him, so he didn't just randomly die one day on a drug overdose. He suspected that they, whoever they are, were going to kill him so and it sounds like from the audio that's what he that's what he's saying in the audio, but this time we we heard it straight from his mouth as opposed to Latoya Jackson saying that he said that, but I don't see why Latoya Jackson would even make this up anyway. So, even if the audio isn't real of him actually saying it, we at least have his sister saying it. So, maybe Michael Jackson died under mysterious circumstances, and they just want us to make it look like it's just a normal death. You know, some people think that they wanted his publishing catalog. Michael was well known to have a very big catalog of music, including all of the Beatles' music, of course his own, Uh, you know. So someone this wealthy, this famous, certainly would have been detrimental to the establishment if he opposed the establishment. And that's certainly something that they didn't want him to do. And he was starting to do that, especially there at the end. Next up is a really another really famous case. And this one is famous, but... I think the true, the famous story isn't true. And this one is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It's a really, really fascinating story. Um, I would love to do a documentary on this story, um, on Martin Luther King's assassination. I think it's a story that needs to be heard. I think it's one of the Best-kept secrets. I think it's one of the best stories that should be covered more, and just simply hasn't been. So, um, of course, M.L.K. needs no introduction. He was a very influential leader of the civil rights movement. He advocated nonviolent civil disobedience. So he wanted people to be disobedient, but non-violently. It's powerful. It's like the the a good balance of um, being good but being bad. But his assassin his assassination is one of the most famous assassinations in all of American history, probably in world history. Unfortunately, we're probably given. A false story narrative just like we are with everything else this shouldn't come as much of a surprise to people uh, I think early on if you can just accept the fact that we've been lied to about so mit much you know it's getting to the point where you know I could say we've been lied to about everything and even though maybe we haven't been lied to about everything it's so close to everything that if you were to round it up or come to the closest approximation that we can come up with, you know, you can basically say everything. Because if you think that, you know, odds are, you know, and then you go to 180, odds are you're going to be a lot closer to the truth anyway. And this is a good example of it. Let me start off with this question. Did you know that in 1999 the King family won a civil suit with 12 jurors unanimously agreeing that Dr. King was killed as a result of a major conspiracy. The conspiracy included the involvement of government agencies. Very few people know this. Of course, 1999 was long after Martin Luther King's assassination. But... The King family tried to have another investigation. They they were never happy with the outcome of um, the original proceedings. So they couldn't get a uh, criminal lawsuit set going. A criminal investigation. So what they did was quite genius. They wanted to get the truth out there. So what they did is they, um, they put together a civil lawsuit... So that way they could have an actual trial and present evidence implying government involvement with Mondo the King's assassination and get all this out there. And I mean this suit was only for like a uh, hundred bucks or something, Uh ten bucks, you know, something just real minimal. Because the point is that they weren't after money. They just wanted to have this trial. They wanted to get this out there and they couldn't do it. In a criminal court. So they did it under a civil court. And uh, William Pepper represented the King family in the civil trial. William Pepper was a friend of Martin Luther King. And he was involved with the whole thing. And Pepper believes, still to this day, that the FBI, CIA, U.S. military, local police and mafia all played a part in this giant conspiracy and he wrote about it in a few books such as orders to kill an act of the state and his most recent book on it is the plot to kill king and if i i pray i get the time and i want to get that book the plot to kill king and read it and um Learn more about the details of it. Uh, I've read some online. It's fascinating. Um, and again, I would love to um, shoot a documentary about this and get this story out. So maybe if that's something that you would love to see too, write me. We'll uh, we'll start working together to get that out because the world needs to know about the loss of one of our um Biggest civil rights leaders that our country has ever seen. And if we want to have freedom, uh, if we want to um, have freedom from an oppressive government, we have to expose uh, this loss for what it really is. People really need to realize the the level of corruption going on in the government and going on in the world if we're going to fix things. We have to we have to, be able to diagnose the problem if we're going to fix it. You know, you can't find a solution if you don't know the problem. And uh, that's why it's so important. All right, the next person is JFK, John F. Kennedy. Of course, he was the president. He needs no introduction. The conspiracy theories around his deaths need no introduction. Um, introduction, it's perhaps the the most famous case of a government assassination conspiracy. There's just too many things that aren't right with the official story, and I'm not going to rehash them all here. It's been done very well in lots of other places, online and off, so... You know, there's no point in me getting into it. Uh, if you don't know about the JFK assassination, then you're probably not listening to this podcast anyway. But um, there are two good resources on JFK's assassination. Um, the, if you want to watch something more entertaining, more visual, then there is a documentary called uh, JFK by Oliver Stone. Which I just saw, He's uh, either just came out or coming out with a documentary about Putin really looking forward to watching that, but, you know, also, Jim Mars wrote a book called Crossfire, Jim Mars, um, was, uh, an authority on the subject, he taught it, I believe, in college for a while, and even helped Oliver Stone in the, um, the movie, the JFK, but, um, you know, you can just listen to an interview or something like that online too if you want to get some of the juicy details without um, dedicating a dozen hours and reading a book. All right, and the next person is David Crowley. David Crowley is probably not a household name. Probably never heard of the guy. And that's exactly what they wanted. Um, David Crowley was... A, In the process of making a film, one of my friends told me about this and told me I need to watch the trailer because he thinks I would like it. And as soon as I watched the trailer, I was blown away. He was right. <laughs> I was excited to see the movie. I couldn't wait for it to come out. I thought it was going to be a game changer. Unfortunately, he was never able to finish the film. Apparently... He had trouble raising the funds to shoot the film, so they just did a low-budget trailer and attempt to raise the capital to finish the film, and they just never were able to raise enough money. But imagine that, Hollywood didn't have any interest in his film, and, um... You know, this went on for a few years. The people that knew about Grey State and supported it were really passionate about it, like myself. You know, it's basically the movie that depicts where conspiracy theorists have been predicting everything to go. Um, You'll get an idea. Just watch. It's called Grey State, G-R-A-Y. And, you know, you see is basically... Uh, a collapse it has FEMA involved shows he will go into the stores with no food on the shelves um, it mentioned I, if I remember correctly it shows something about QE4 and this was early on like maybe after QE1 you know when they, and they, they didn't like the mainstream and everything like that the, the official narrative was that there wasn't going to be a QE2 and 3 well now we've seen that there have been a QE2 and 3. And um, QE4 is probably right around the corner. And they may or may not even call it QE4. They might make up some new name for it. But the point is, is that it's coming. And so was the collapse. And, I mean, they were just right on the money with the film. The way that they, they were going with it. And you could tell that from the trailer. Like, people that are in the know, people like me... I knew exactly where they were coming from because I saw just in a few minutes in the trailer how many things that they touched upon. And I was like, wow, these people, this film creator gets it. And I just can't wait to see what this is like. And if people were to watch this, millions and millions of people watch movies. If they would have watched this, they would be much more... um, They'd be much more able to uh, figure out what's going on and what could potentially happen and what could potentially be right around the corner. We'd be better prepared for it. It'd be harder to fool us. Um, so, I don't think they wanted this movie to get out. So, it never got funded and then mysteriously... Um, the the founder the leader of the project david crowley was found dead in his home along with his wife and his five-year-old daughter <laughs> this is tragic this is sad you know this is the kind of stuff that really it's, it's scary you know i mean that's who i live with i've got a girlfriend and a five-year-old daughter and this guy was just trying to make a movie of course they ruled it as a murder-suicide said this guy killed his family then killed himself um i really doubt that i really doubt that of course it really fits to their crazy conspiracy uh conspiracy theorist um narrative you know he's just crazy paranoid therefore he killed everyone and himself i mean come on man you know, someone that thinks like that, they'd be more likely to, uh, I don't know, you know, they're not, well, why kill your family and yourself, you know, when you have all these things to be passionate and believe and die for a cause, you know. Um, but that's the story. You know, the, the movie depicted the world in financial collapse, martial law, draconian laws going against our freedom and It was never produced. Watch the trailer and just know that the guy who was trying to make this film was found dead with his family. And it was ruled as a suicide because it would look suspicious if it was a murder. Because who would want him dead after all? Well, maybe the establishment. Maybe this is another mysterious death that took place by someone who threatened the establishment. Next person up is Philip Marshall. Now supposedly Philip Marshall was a CIA connected pilot who allegedly helped smuggle drugs during the controversy that Gary Webb himself wrote about. Marshall was author also later the author of several controversial books regarding 9/11. His death was also ruled a murder-suicide as he was found dead along with his children. Suspiciously, he had a gunshot wound on his left temple, but he was right-handed. Next on our list is Barry Jennings. Barry Jennings was the Deputy Director of Emergency Services Department for the New York City Housing Authority. He was in World Trade Center 7 on 9-11. He said there were lots of explosions in the building before it collapsed. While he was in it. So he said he was in building number 7 on 9-11 before it collapsed. And said that there were lots of explosions. You need to watch the story of Barry Jennings telling what he experienced on 9-11 ...to really get the significance of what I'm telling you here. Barry Jennings is very, very little known. His story needs to get out. So it's up to you. Please review this podcast. Share it with others so we can get this information out. Your reviews help other people find this podcast so they can learn about this... ...and many other good things that I've already podcasted about... ...and the many more that I'm going to podcast about in the future... But again, go to awarenessrevolution.com forward slash nine, just the number nine, to go to the show notes, to see the link back to the blog post, where I have a link to the YouTube video showing Barry Jennings being interviewed, telling the story of him being in building number seven on 9-11. It's an absolute must-watch It needs to get out. It was going to um, be aired to the world uh, on the Loose Change documentary that really, I mean, is actually what uh, got me looking at 9-11. You know, I, I didn't think anything of it. And so I saw a loose change. Luckily, I saw it as soon as it came out. And Barry Jennings' testimony was going to be in it. But at the last minute, he requested to be withdrawn from the film. But it would have made a really powerful uh, statement. And, you know, he was probably being pressured and realized it was probably not a good idea for him to um, let his story get out. And he um, disappeared anyway. And... Now his story is even less heard than what it would have been if it would have been and the Loose Change documentary. Which, by the way, um, it used to be on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore. Uh, it's probably still on uh, YouTube. But if you have any, uh, I don't know, if you believe the official story of 9-11, I don't know, you know you, you, you've got to wake up. I'm sorry, but you know you, you have to look into it. You obviously haven't looked into it. It's very easy to realize that the official story isn't true, and then once you realize that, the the official conspiracy theory story because it is the official narrative is a conspiracy theory, and it's a really uh, hard one to believe. It's really far fetched, um, but people believe the official. Uh, mainstream conspiracy theories and they tend to not believe the alternative conspiracy theories even though the alternative almost always has way more evidence um so watch loose change i mean there's a lot of other uh great documentaries and great reasons to question it And I think it's important because it's one of the ones that's easy to see through the lies that we've been fed. And then once you see that, then you realize, like, wow, this is really happening on a big scale. Like the fraud, the corruption, the lies, the deceit. And once you see that for what it is, then you're going to be much more open to accept other truths. So it's one of these things that's hard to stomach, it's hard to swallow... So if that's you, you never seen it, and you're scared because it might question, make you question your beliefs, watch Loose Change. Um, you know, and to be honest, when I first watched it, I thought a lot of it wasn't true. I was like, no, there's no way that all this stuff could be true. So I just assumed some of it was true, some of it wasn't. And over the years, I looked more and more into it, learned more about it, and I'm surprised that, you know... To find out that much of the stuff That I assume was so far-fetched There's no way it could be true Actually is true The 9-11 story is ridiculous Look into it if you have it Look into Barry Jennings And join the revolution We're going to go through a couple more We'll go through them really fast Um, And again you can look into these cases I encourage you to look into all these Again not all of them are going to be You know can, You know Not all of them will be some huge conspiracy that the establishment had these people killed. But if even half of them are, (laughs) that's shocking. Um, And probably most of them. Michael Rupert. He was, uh, while working for the L.A. Police Department in 1976, Michael Rupert began making discoveries that led him to believe that the U.S. military and the LAPD might have been involved with drug trafficking and arms dealing. Rupert resign, resigned from the force and became an activist writing controversial books um, such a, on topics such as government corruption, 9-11. He was the main subject of a documentary film called Collapse, and he was also featured in others, other documentaries. Uh, definitely watch Collapse. It's a good one, and Michael Rupert is, uh, is someone that we should be aware of. Um, Again, um, if I remember correctly, it was considered a suicide. Maybe he did commit suicide, but it was also weird the way it went down. Um, He was just a classic example of someone that was ostracized once he went against the grain. Another person, uh, more recently, is Michael Hastings. Hours before Hastings uh, Hastings died, he contacted WikiLeaks' attorney and said that the FBI was investigating him. Hastings was working on a story to expose the CIA. Witnesses said his car exploded, but the death was just considered a car crash. Andrew Breitbart was a strong critic of Obama. He suddenly died suspiciously early in the day. He intended to release information that would destroy Obama's chance of getting reelected. Sarah Kershaw was a former New York Times reporter. Uh, She was murdered just a few days after writing an article about the CIA's infamous covert mind control program in the 70s, MKUltra. I have a link where you can learn more about her in the blog post. Joan Rivers was a comedian that spoke about Obama being gay and Michelle being a tranny. Saying Michelle Obama is a man. This is a funny, gross, disgusting conspiracy theory that I don't know, man. Um, when you look at Michelle, she could be a man. And it's it's ironic that uh, Obama is pushing this transgender. You know, that's when this all came up, this is under Obama. And just two months after. Joan Rivers openly discussed this, and the way that she said it, you gotta just YouTube it, and um, that's that's kind of like what's the chilling part is is the way that Joan Rivers is saying it. She's like, "Oh, it's just common knowledge am- amongst people, you know, that are famous people that are in the know." She's like, "Everybody knows it," you know. Like, she acted like she had lots more to share. and She didn't mind sharing the truth, and that. Any day she could say some controversial stuff that the establishment wouldn't want her to say, so um, when you watch her talking openly about it, if it's true, you'll see why uh it's so suspicious that she died shortly after that. All right, next up, we have a rapper named Koopsa Nika, and he was one of the rappers in the group Three Six Mafia, but he wasn't well known. Um, because he didn't really make it big with the rest of the group. And there's a documentary where he explains why. It's called just simply Koops and Nika documentary. And he tells a story about how he learned about the major conspiracy involving high-ranking government officials attending satanic rituals and engaging in gay sex. Uh, long story short, he says that... And you can just watch the, the interview, which is basically a documentary... Um, I did before he died, and then he just happened to mysteriously die, right after that. But long story short, he said that three six mafia, three six 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 six, you know that they were just a group. Um, In the ghetto, they had a rough time coming up, so they were rebelling against the system. They weren't really into this whole devil-worshipping thing, but they were like, look, if God put us here and this is, you know, whatever, then I want the opposite of God, you know, this is so messed up. And so they started making this triple six music, and these people invited them into this, like, secret society type of ritual. They just didn't know what to expect, and they went to it. And what they found, you know, uh, especially after going back, was that these weren't just crazy people, these were high-ranking people within their government in Memphis. And he didn't name no names, but he said, you know, you would be shocked at the, the, the people that were wearing these masks and robes like they in the movie Eyes Wide Shut. And... Um, it was just shocking. And then later on, you know, the, a dude basically came on to him. He turned it down. Like, he, the dude said, like, you know, you do this and everything's going to be given to you. You know, you'll be taken care of. Told him he don't go like that. And dude basically just played it off like he was just joking. It was in a real, like, I, I think a, a, a real expensive penthouse or something like that. But he knew what dude was getting at. Like, look, if you let me do this, then, you know, boom, boom. And uh, he turned it down. And then shortly after that, 3-6 Mafia blew up. And they quit answering his calls. They quit inviting him on the gigs. They basically kind of just separated from him. And he's just telling the story. And then shortly after that, he died. Uh, you know, it could be coincidence. It, it could be. But, uh, again, that's what I'm doing. Is I'm just collecting these coincidences. We've got two more to go. Phil Schneider, he claimed to have worked at 13 underground bases for the U.S. where humans work side-by-side with gray aliens, and gray is a type of species of aliens, under the Granada Treaty. According to Schneider, the U.S. has the technology to create earthquakes, neither the 1995 Kobe earthquake nor the 89 San Francisco earthquake had a pulse wave. He found he was found dead with a catheter wrapped around his neck. His death was suspiciously ruled as a suicide, just like many of his friends. So, are you noticing the pattern yet? I hope so. You know all these people that were suicided. we gonna give you one more. This was Sergeant Terrence. Yiki, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, but he was an Oklahoma City police officer who was one of the first to arrive on the scene during the Oklahoma City bombing. This guy saved eight people that day and was suspiciously suicided shortly after that. He had rope burns on his neck as well as other suspicious marks and deep cuts. And his family suspected foul play from the beginning. They don't believe he committed suicide uh it said that he had um he was accumulating evidence of an alternative version of the story of what happened during the bombing there's all kinds of reasons to believe that there was all kinds of uh evidence for some sort of government conspiracy going on there uh you know so if you're interested in that YouTube away, Google away, and read more about the Oklahoma City bombing because it's probably another one of these um, things like 9-11. So, you know, just look into it. If that interests you, you know, don't just be like, oh, no, 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 don't, you know, that's a shame for the people that died. You know, just look into it. But it appears that the sergeant uh, was had firsthand knowledge of the situation, was deep within the government, and um, it appears that he knew too much because he was shortly suicided after that. Again, please join the Iranis Revolution. The best way to do that is to educate yourself, educate others, share what you learn with others so that way they too can follow this path of seeking truth on a variety of subjects that are so important to the world. You can help us by just simply taking a second to review our podcast on itunes share it on social media if you're watching this on youtube you know just please please like share comment get engaged join the conversation and together we will change the world thanks for tuning in to the awareness revolution podcast be the change you wish to see in the world